So obviously, needless to say, there's a tremendous amount of complexity uh, as it concerns our conception of things. And, and a lot of this complexity has to do with what we identify as the, 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 the material world, the external world, meaning uh, a tremendous amount of attention obviously is, is paid uh, uh, to uh, the, the status of, uh, of things. Uh, what is uh, uh, matter? What are material things? What is time? What is space? And, and uh, a huge amount of energy uh, has, has gone, has been invested in that direction and those types of directions and for good reason uh, because uh, as we've seen, uh, paying some attention <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to that aspect of experience and organizing it and, and ordering it adequately and, and, um, and in a rigorous way has enabled us to rise to unbelievable heights of material uh, corporal prosperity uh, and uh, development, which has obviously uh, been a bone for uh, uh, the, the health and the wealth and the, the comfort and so forth of um, of very many of us, if not uh, in some ways, almost all of us, at least in some slight ways. Obviously, the levels of prosperity vary tremendously throughout the world. But uh, we would say, we can ask, is there a, a way to, to simplify things? And is there, is, is, are we able to rationally focus in on one aspect of uh, of our experience and really to, to consider it that the real meat and potatoes, the real substance of things without uh, being kind of without ch- in a childlike way, th- disregarding something that is truly of importance and, and complexity. For example, we could easily say, you know, don't mind this entire area of life. It's insubstantial, but really it is substantial, right? Maybe I don't like, um, you know, I, I don't like uh, um, uh, emotions. So I say, ah, forget about emotions. They, they don't really count. It only counts what I can prove in a, 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 a logically in a narrow sense of the term logic or logically, right? So we don't want to do that, but uh, we we can at least try to to, to form um an argument that uh, that that, that uh, hopefully avoids that that, that pitfall of a necessary simplifying thing. So the argument here, to, to make long story short, would be that the real substance, the real meat and potatoes of life, uh, and consequently to which most of our attention ought to be uh, uh, turned toward, is the, the 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 question of our own, what we identify as our own true human development and that of others. Now, how do we support such a view? Because it might may seem self-evident to, to certain individuals, but to many others, it does not. There's so much substance in, in the world and there's so many things that to pay attention to, to human beings or to people, never mind their development, is, is at, the, at most maybe of, of secondary, tertiary, maybe it's the hundredth important thing or, or the two hundredth, meaning such a big universe. Why don't we pay attention to the stars? Why don't we pay attention to the physics? Why don't we pay attention to technology, to animals, to insects, to, to nature, all these different things? Like we're, we're little dots, we're little specks. What sense does it make to, to pay attention to us? Come on. Right, so to, again, to make a very long story short, we would say that, uh, uh, the, as it would appear, it would appear to be an error here, would be to, to confuse objects and subjects, meaning 
no matter how amazing and complicated and uh, and, and, and and huge an object is that it comes across to us in our experience, it is still an object, and we are still. And I said, from each possible point of view, is still the subject. So a way to to conceptualize it, uh, and hopefully without um, getting things uh, also mixed up here, is that if we fall asleep, we fall asleep, and we could dream up some crazy thing, and we dream up uh, a whole universe, and we dream up uh, so many different elements, and just the most incredible, amazing things no matter what, no matter how incredible it would be, it would never ever change the fact that I am a subject and I am dreaming these things and nothing takes it away. I could dream up again the many light years, many supernovas and black holes and and, and suns and who knows what, but it's still an object to me. Qualitatively speaking, just like I understand a little pebble is not more important than me. I dream it up and just so, with all the other content and material that I may possibly dream up. Now, to call real life a dream is simply a misuse of terminology because dream is a term and it refers specifically to the experiences that we have when we have the experience of closing our eyes and and dozing off, maybe during the day or at night, uh, but but either way. So we wouldn't certainly would not call life a dream, excuse me, in the sense that uh, of what we usually associate with the word the term dream because it's not the if life's a dream then then something else we would have to consider life it's just uh being confusing ourselves with terminology but the reason we would pay mind to to the dream is to just highlight that dynamic uh, uh, uh between the object and the subject because it can get masked in what we call real life uh, we we do suppose that unlike in a nighttime dream in real life uh, the, the objects that we conceive and that we say exist, that they take away from the centrality and the absoluteness and the singularity of ourself. Meaning in a dream, we understand, it's very clear. I dream up of looking at uh, a star. It's, it doesn't take away from me at all. It's something I dream up. In real life, I may think, you know, if there's a star and I'm here, well, the star is so big and like I'm, I'm really just small, like I don't count. But we see if we examine, it will be a, a really long Discussion to get into all the technicalities, but if we were to examine the the real nitty gritty of, of perception and sensation and consciousness and experience, we cannot make a qualitative distinction and say that in real life there really is a thing in itself which can never ever be perceived and that's outside of ourself as a whatever that becomes just a complete that. Senseless sentences and paradoxes. If we begin to to think that way, right? For example, in the the conventional uh, narrative, would would say that first of all, our skull. When we look up at the nighttime sky and we see the beautiful stars, first of all, is our skull, and then are the stars, because the stars would be inside our brain, right? If we're perceiving. Uh, the, uh, the the photons and whatnot in their process. So uh, uh, geographically speaking, it's our skull and then the stars. It's just an illusion. And yet our skull would also have to be, or our, the bits of our nose would have to be perceived. So then it would uh, also be, what would it be? That, that uh, who knows what it would be, right? And the brain itself would also have to be perceived. So just unbelievable hodgepodge of, of, of uh, medley of, of uh, discombobulated notions. Uh, should we suppose there to be an absolute difference uh, between what we call real life and what we call 
a, a dream as it concerns not its content. Uh, that's very different. But as it concerns uh, our status a, as a subject, that's really the, the, the same in point that it would seem. And uh, the other narrative would go that uh, we're a subject. I, I, I'm a subject, said from each possible point of view. And um, I have experiences. And uh, these experiences are had because I am a subject. It's not to say that in my narrow conception of myself, I bring them about and that would hold for dreams. Uh, we would say that dreams are had in relation to our uh, particular uh, uh, ego and subjectivity and, and, and character in life, right? We see uh, I'm stressed during the day about my job and I dream something about my job. So that's, uh, we, we can kind of read into to what that can, to what it has to do with. And yet, when do we recall uh, supervising every little detail of bringing about a dream, right? There's a super complicated scene of, let's say, a city and we see so many cars and we see the light bouncing off in particular ways and we experience time and space and people and all these things. What do we also like supervise that? No, the dream is also had outside of that narrow sense of control and subjectivity that we have. We don't know really how it comes about and just so... With what we call waking life, it's not to say just because the experience is not to say it's the experience of the, the ego to associate. It's the experience of the narrow sense of self, the, of the little I. I, I that, that experience is the one that maybe I can direct my head in one way or another. I can blink. I can choose what to say a little bit, something like that. But I can certainly cannot elect what experience uh, I'm going to have uh, in the uh, Aside from what I can, right? Like I'm going to scratch my nose. That's an experience. But meaning I'm driving along and I'm going to choose what sights I'm going to see. Uh, not because I pay attention to certain things, but just because I bring about the whole scene. That doesn't occur in, in, in sleep or in waking life for that matter. Maybe only if we consciously, excuse me, imagine things. Like I'm going to sit here and, excuse me, conscientiously imagine the given scene. Okay, fine. But otherwise it doesn't. But it doesn't mean that it's not all to be thought of on the same footing of knowledge, that it's not all qualitatively uh, self-same and alike to uh, each other. So if we do take that view, which seems to be a well-supported view and, and with that ultimately cannot be got around on a quote-unquote metaphysical level, meaning we can uh, uh, indulge all day long in, in, uh, in, on a superficial level in, in certain um, kind of paradigms and in, in certain points of view, uh, that, that disregard the, the, the primacy of ourself as subject and, and the, the na nature of experience. And we can, again, do that in dreams or we can do that in waking life, meaning somebody that likes uh, math and likes to think of everything in a mathematical way can spend his or her whole life, obviously, uh, uh, building a, a world image, uh, a mathematical world image based off of certain experiences of ours that, uh, and what we identify as sensations and perceptions and measurements and all kinds of things. We can indulge that all indulge that excuse me all day long no problem and it's great and it's extremely useful obviously but when it when it really comes down to it when we want to get serious we do have to get down to the underlying philosophical to so say presuppositions uh, and uh, framework uh, that, that makes any conversation at all possible about anything at all and that would seem to to necessitate uh, the, these kinds of conceptions concerning experience concerning the subject and all of this, as opposed to the, the childish kind of uh, talk that, that would have it that uh, none of that has any I I importance or bearing. 
So if we're to say as such, then we would have to say that, that really what it really comes down to is myself as a subject. It's and namely my development as a subject. Now, if we really want to get technical here, we could say that every part of myself as a subject that I that changes and that I identify as being subject to change, my mind, my personality, my character, my body for that matter, my understandings, my wisdom are also objects in, in the strict sense of the term, uh, meaning I see I can perceive something, I consider that an experience. I perceive a nice, beautiful, sunny day with clouds, with trees, with birdies, with, with, with butterflies. And then I can also experience myself in taking some uh, piece of wisdom or, or some knowledge and, and, and with a consequent modification of my outlook and of my view. And, and I can also say they're both objects that to, to myself as subject. And yet we would say that there is a certain certain set that find if we want to call everything objects, a certain set, certain subset of objects that is most near and dear to self say to oneself as subject and in relation to which our overall experience is mediated. Meaning, I can say, we can say that my experience as a baby is, is, is I experience myself as a baby because of objects, the object that, that, that we identify as a body, the object that we identify as, as mental content, emotional content, and yet... I will necessarily experience myself as a baby until I change certain uh, objects, uh, if we're going to call them that, uh, until I change certain objects. And here, only time can do the trick. Until I mature in, into a little kid and then into an adult. Likewise, uh, if I, for example, uh, am uh, something that's more subject to our control, excuse me, if I have... Um, Rotten, uh, a rotten uh, kind of outlook and, and corrupted thoughts and a corrupted view of things and a, and a rotten personality and so forth. I, that may be an object just as, as a cloud is or a tree or those might be objects just as clouds and trees. And yet I will continue to experience myself continuously in light of those objects. It's like maybe we can think of an analogy such as goggles being pasted onto uh, are being uh, over our eyes that we cannot get off no matter what. We can only scrub them clean. They can get dirty or we can scrub them clean, but we cannot take them off. Uh, and, and consequently, we have to deal with them. Even if we consider them to be an object as anything else, they're, they're an object that is, is just there, right? I can't deal with it. Another analogy might be our body. We can consider our body to be an object as we should argue like it is an object to ourselves a subject. And yet it, it, we are stuck with our body until we change it. We cannot escape from it. Uh, and, uh, normatively speaking, perhaps there's some extreme thing. Somebody can, uh, goodness forbid, you know, lose a lamb, something like this. But generally speaking, uh, you know, I, I have the body that I have until I change it. Let's say I'm out of shape. I'm going to be out of shape until I'm in shape. Uh, I, I uh, have a certain degree of physical function. I'm going to have it until it's changed, uh, until I change, until it's changed. And there's no two ways about it, again, normatively speaking. Right? So um, we, we might suppose that it's the same as it concerns what we identify as our self, as our circumscribed uh, the, the self. And consequently, we would say that our real uh, soul kind of meat them potatoes of life is to change uh, the, ourself in this way. And again, that's the more technical way if we want to get, the, again, really detailed. To put it plainly, we can say I'm a subject in a certain 
amount of objects I'll consider it to be a subject, a certain principle of individuality, a certain arc of development, a certain degree of mental and emotional development, I'll consider that to be a subject, even if technically it might be an object. And it's simply the only real thing that I can accomplish in life is I can work on that principle of individuality and I can advance it. Why? For the, re- the reason being, uh, again, technically speaking, because of, uh, because of time. Right? And because of uh, the, the nature of our experience, namely in that we say that uh, everything uh, uh, empirical, it passes uh, uh, like it never was. And in sole effect is the impact, the stamp that it had on ourself. Now, the stamp can either be more or less superficial. It can be merely a memory uh, in, a, in a recollection uh, as, or it can be. Uh, an impact on uh, uh, that that what we've decided to call ourselves and through uh, and that uh, in relation to which the uh, our entire existence our entire experience is mediated meaning i um let's say i uh and i'm thinking what to do this weekend and uh, i ha- i decide that they have some fun so i have my fun i i have some more fun and, and, and some more fun but then the weekend is over and it's like it never was. That's the nature of empirical experience. It's like a dream, right? We wake up from a dream, no matter what it was. It's like it never was, aside from the recollections, aside from maybe, right, we wake up, it, we feel it's dazed and confused. It was a nightmare. And, and we feel scared and discombobulated for a while. It's a good dream. We feel happy for a while. But those are just, it's a superficial thing. It's like it's a dream. All the scenes are gone. So the nature of, of what we call waking life is the same way. The, the content itself the scenes, they're dreamlike in that way. They disappear, they vanish, and, it, and it's like it never was. And, and one of the uh, obstacles to seeing it in that way is our invention of time and our ability to synchronize uh, uh, the, the ex- multiple experiences. For example, we suppose there to be a single present, but only because we've invented uh, the uh, clocks and calendars. And that's why we say today is uh, January 1st. Today is uh, you know June 10th. Something like this. Uh, if not for that, in w- how exactly would we be able to coordinate experiences? Right now is uh, 10 p.m., is 10 a.m. And consequently, I can go and I can uh, kind of use that to uh, figure out the uh, experiences of other people, meaning there it should be dark in a different time zone. Can I call? Is it appropriate to call? Is it not appropriate? But we've made this up. Without this, there's no single time. And, and even physics, which is just that, we would say, is, is, is not that real philosophy. But even there, it's uh, it, physicists can, can, can attest to that, that there's no simultaneous present for, for, uh, for, for everybody. But here we say uh, uh, the reason that it's not, that's not what reality is. It's not this single absolute thing in itself that's just there. It's our experiences. It's our, it's our life, basically. All right, so consequently, if we were to take away these, these uh, constructs of ours, there's no single present. There's just me right here, right now, doing what I'm doing, thinking what I'm thinking, feeling what I'm feeling. Right? Again, take away all the time, take away all the clocks and consider some scene in our memory, uh, uh, you know, from uh, uh, last week, uh, yesterday even, or never mind, a year ago, two years ago. How, how would we relate it temporally to anything else? It's only because we have a calendar and we can say this was 50 days ago, this was two days ago, this was at this time, this was at a timestamp. Then we can kind of logically relate it to other things. But other than that, it's just like a dream. It's just a scene that vanishes like a fleeting puff of vapor so consequently excuse me this can be considered to be very bad news if we insist on 
subsisting in in the in animal uh, like uh, kind of a frame of mind where we're simply hunting for those experiences animals are also we would postulate in that 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 can uh, kind of a in that single present, without any past, without any future, uh, maybe except for a couple of moments extending both ways, but the animals don't have the consciousness, as far as we understand, the rationality to consider it, but we do. And when we find ourselves in the same predicament, it can be very sad, right? Because my whole good, uh, as it would seem on first glance, lies with the empirical experiences, meaning the good time I had this weekend, the fun times, the vacation, this and that, and the fact that it passes like it never was is, is, is a big problem for me. But if I take up uh, what, uh, what reason would appear to indicate is the, 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 the real substance and the real purpose of, uh, of my life, then it's not a problem at all, then it's great because the purpose of the experiences was not to have them or just to enjoy them. That's great, but it's not for its own sake, but to squeeze out some kind of substance and to have and to stamp ourself, to stamp what we call ourself and, and advance ourself and move forward in our absolute true genuine development. Not in a, I have a growth mindset, I'm developing, I'm always learning, but in our true, so to say, ontological, meaning like really, really real it kind of a, development that would be the purpose of our experiences so for example we may have uh, a conversation and, and as soon as the person is gone and, and we're gone it's like a dream it's like vapor you blow it dissolves that we the the, the scene is totally gone the, the the person is totally gone and yet if it was a meaningful conversation if it had some substance and we our mind was on and we thought and we uh, process what was said to us and what we said it, there's a good chance that it had an impact on us and what we again call uh, will identify as a subject and and consequently it made a contribution to our being to our existence even when we forget about it even if we can't recall the details even if we can't locate it in our contrived arbitrary uh, kind of time and uh, uh, dynamics of time. This happened yesterday at this time. We can't do that. We don't know. But nonetheless, it had its impact. And that would be the worth of empirical experiences. And as opposed to focusing in on the fact that sometimes our hand can't pass through things. Uh, we sometimes, uh, you know, the, our feet are planted firmly in the ground. That's great. But as soon as it passes, it's, a, it's like a puff of vapor. And all that we have is the stamp that has been made on, on our principle of individuality, on ourself. So that's what, that would be the, the technical reason why uh, we, we have grounds to pay attention and make the most the central thing uh, ourself in our true development and our true advancement because really there's nothing else. It's an illusion that there's anything else that, that somehow comes about. Just like a, a, at night, it, it, we have a, an, it's not an illusion, it's real, but it's appearances, it's just appearances and they, then they vanish and that's it. And insofar as we can't understand what it means for the, that, that something empirical really is now uh, without being in, in reference to uh, something else. For example, uh, right now, as I look at my cubicle wall, I feel an itch. But if we take away those those uh, interrelations, what, what, what is where, what is where is anything? What is now? Is is there really anything at all? So we might say that hey, we don't want to really get down that rabbit hole. It's too complicated, maybe. But the the, the point is the the real bottom line: focus on ourselves, on our true development. Focus on each other. I'm real, said from each possible point of view, and, and you're real, right? From each possible point of view. Uh, ourself and those we love and those we don't love and those we hate 
we're real and we exist and we're going to subsist just the way we are until we change ourselves. in which case hopefully we'll subsist in a better way and then in a better way and in a better way and that's a view that it would appear we it, it can be very well supported so it might be might be worth excuse me taking into account thank you for listening